Welcome to the Italian Football Podcast with John Solano, Carlo Garganese and Nima Tuvali. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Italian Football Podcast. I'm Carlo Garganese and it's been an incredible midweek for for Calcio. Uh, Champions League is back, match day one, Juventus, Inter, AC Milan and Napoli all in action. Uh, A mixed uh, mixed week for, for Italian teams in the Champions League. We had the, the, the highest of highs for, for Napoli, a historic night for them as they, as they destroyed Liverpool 4-1 in Naples. The lowest, well, maybe not the lowest of lows, but pretty low for, for Inter as they lost 2-0 to, at home to Bayern Munich. You had Juventus losing 2-1 to, to PSG. And then in the middle, we had uh, Milan kicking off with a 1-1 draw at um, RB Salzburg. So we are going to review uh, all the Champions League action. Um, We'll have a few other segments as well. Atalanta going top of Serie A after their their win on Monday. Uh, And also uh, Sinisa Mihailovic getting sacked by Bologna. And finally, a, a little preview of the weekend ahead in Serie A. Another big weekend coming up. So lots to talk about. Let's get straight into it. Okay, only one place to start. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, amazing story. Napoli hammering Liverpool 4-1 at the Diego Maradona Stadium. I mean, I'm assuming you were probably watching the Inter game (laughs) and probably get very angry over the Inter game. I was watching this game. Um, I watched. I've, I've watched, since then. I've. I mean, I, I make it a point always to watch uh, all the games we discuss. And, and since then, I've watched the Napoli game. I was up to three a.m. watching uh, all of that. But um, no, it's uh, look in my pre- my uh, prediction. I said I think Napoli is the team that has the best chance to win the cha- their Champions League group, and that they are the team that of of all the Serie A teams that has the best chance to or will go furthest. And and. I think we know it's still early days, but I think they they showed why because the the style of play they have, the individual quality of the players they have, um, I think suits European football really well, and we saw that yesterday. Yeah, I thought it was an unbelievable performance. I mean, they scored four goals, could have been eight. I mean, don't forget they missed mm. a penalty. Yeah, um, Scalia had a had a, a a shot cleared off the line, which he probably should have scored. And um, you know they had other chances, and they also took their foot off the gas once they'd scored four goals. They didn't re- they really, you know, they rested players for the last half an hour of the game. So, you know, they were. It was an incredible team performance. They were played with such spirit, such intensity, such fluidity. You know, Liverpool couldn't handle them. They couldn't touch them. They were. They, it, it was just too much. Liverpool were completely overwhelmed. Um, uh, and in addition to that, so many incredible individual performances as well. I mean, I thought Anguissa was man of the match. He was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable. He eats, as they say in Italy, when they say they eat midfield, he he (laughs) ate the midfield. Mm. He really ate the midfield. It was, 
it was a, it was absolutely fantastic. He was and like what a peak a, Patrick Vieira. To yeah, me. it was like really, watching Patrick Vieira at his at his best when he was like when he was to, when he used to you know like yeah with these like with these like Spider Man you know this kind of spider you know mm. the spider in the web you know he was everywhere and de- helping out in defense yeah. of him. Players bouncing players, off him, opponents yeah. bouncing off him, but also oh, driving forward as well. You know, so strong physically, but also dangerous in an offensive sense as well. Uh, you know, he scored a great finish for the Napoli's second goal. Mm. And once again, him Lobotka. and Lobotka, Lobotka in the centre midfield. Lobotka. Yeah, those two. I mean, are they the best centre midfield in Serie A now? I mean, we were, we were talking the other day on Monday about, you know, who has the best attack in Serie A. And we were all, we were both kind of leaning Towards Napoli. Well, Napoli. now have they the, have Napoli got the best central midfield in Serie A as well? I mean, with Zielinski for sure. I think I they mean, possibly. Z- yeah, I mean, they that's possibly the, have. That, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, the thing is, my favorite player of all, all of all these guys is Zielinski, Piotr Zielinski. I thought he was mm. absolutely fantastic yesterday. Yeah. Um, not all of them were. Um, no, look, it's it, this is why I gave them a nine, nine and a half, even or you know, for, yeah. for a rating. I think they they did everything right. I mean, Liverpool uh, were a little bit un, you know undercooked in centre midfield. They had a lot of players out and that's why I, I mean I predicted this and, and I'm usually you know superstitious I don't like betting or predicting Italian mm. teams to win but I did I, I predicted I, I called for, for that the Napoli would win this game um, yeah, no, because I've seen I've absolutely. watched Liverpool I've watched Liverpool uh, you know quite a bit this season and, and I thought they were vulnerable and you play against a team like Napoli and you know they, they dominated the midfield I thought like I said Lobotka he was like a little poor man's Verratti just, just beautiful player like his short game, his short passing, and the way he he gets out of tight spaces and his, you know, breaks the first press. He's, he's magical, beautiful, brilliant player. No, it's it's and, um, it, it's 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 Spalletti again. I mean, this is this is what he does. He develops players to take the next step, um, and he's really done it with 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 so many players at this Napoli. And another one, and another player that he's certainly doing it with, who again, absolutely unplayable, was of course. Kvaradona, the Georgian Maradona. Kvaravaggio. Uh, Kvara Did you see that sign? That oh. sent. That was absolutely fantastic. Shout out to the Napoli fan in at the stadium who had a, a photo of Kvaratskhelia with, with the words Kvaravaggio <laughs> on it. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, this guy. Nice. Uh, I mean, you you might say this is hyperbole and it's a bit too soon, and it probably is. But you know, let's get excited. You know. We don't have a chance to get that excited about Italian club football uh, in Europe anymore, so we'll do it now. But he does genuinely look like a future Ballon d'Or contender. I well, mean, if he, he plays like this, for he sure, he has he has everything. He has absolutely everything. And 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 what is also noticeable is how many like professionals in the game, former professional footballers, who you know can usually tell a star when they see one, who have never seen him play, and then after just like one game or just watching him like play. At the weekend against Lazio, are all coming out and saying, you know, this guy looks like he's predestined. You know, he looks like, and and I mean, he was unbelievable. I mean, he destroyed Trent Alexander Arnold, which I think we expected him to, because Trent Alexander yeah. cannot defend to save his no, life. He's not but good at he is that moment in that there was one moment in the middle of the pitch where I think it was at nil nil, where he had like three Liverpool players all charging at him, and he just evaded one, then the other, then he twisted and he turned and he needed to come back. He went past all three of them. Like he was. Unbelievable. His stats yesterday, four take-ons completed, three chances created, one assist, three shots. I mean, the only thing that was missing was a goal. He should have scored, like I said, when Van Dijk cleared off the line. Six games this season, four goals, two assists, 
He's been, and listen to this stat. I, I saw this on Twitter yesterday and I can't remember who tweeted it. He's been directly involved in a goal every 51 minutes this season so it's far. Madness. I mean, that is madness, isn't it? That is and madness. He was, no, he was, he was unplayable. He was unplayable. He, he genuinely was unplayable. And I think I, I think if he continues to play like this, he is a future Ballon d'Or contender for, for, for doubt, without a doubt. Um, what the way he the way he does his man, the ease with which he does his man, both in terms of technique and speed and control. It's 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 all three. I mean, it reminds me, you know, when I, in '98 when Inter bought Brazilian Ronaldo, um, Pirelli had an ad, a famous ad with Ronaldo running, which says "La potenza, la potenza è nulla senza controllo." Power is nothing without control, mm. and and that is that that's that, that that's that's what I thought of when I saw that. Yeah, his first but, touch is, is amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's but what I thought of. That. That's what I thought about when when he when when Napoli scored the third goal. Power, control, technique, speed, explosiveness, burst of pace is just he's also in the form in the best form he's ever been in. But no, no, the kid is the kid is just this what a start to his season. We are I mean, we this is so exciting to to see what he can do. And it, yeah. and, and his mentality as well, that's what impresses me the most. He just it doesn't affect him. He yeah. looks like this he was, is his Champions League debut. Yeah, I mean, this was his debut, and he's he looks like he's he looks like he's always done this his entire life. This is this is what he's been doing his entire life. You know, he's 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 never done anything but play Champions League football and batter, you know, Liverpool and Premier League. Clubs. He's so complete, though. I mean, we spoke on Monday when he did. I mean, he did a great profile of him. We did a great profile of him that that we pushed out. Um, you know, went into depth about you know all his qualities as a player, but you know. One thing that maybe I didn't mention in that is is that you know he 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 is like you said he is really quick really quick dribbler like he can beat players so easily that way but he can also slow the game down like he has you know he knows when how and when to take his time on a pass it's not everything isn't done at 100 miles an hour he can do it at 100 miles an hour he can run at a player and just blitz them for pace but then when he has to just wait just and then before making his final pass, he can do that as well. Yeah, he's got everything. He's got he, power, he, technique, everything. He's, he's, he looks complete, he, he like kind you of, said. He knows how, when to slow down time. They say that mm. the best footballers, time yeah. moves slower for them. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the impression that I get with him. Yeah. He, when he needs to just slow it down a little bit, he can, he, he can do it. And I think the only the thing he needs quicker. to, I think the only thing, if we're going to be a little bit like, in, not critical, but, you know, constructive criticism, I think his finishing is a little bit, I think that's, that's what he needs to work on. Um, but because if he did, he'd, he'd literally be, you know, as you said, Ballon d'Or, because he'd, he'd, he wouldn't miss. I mean, if he had, if he, if he worked on his finishing, he'd have the efficiency of, of mm. the absolute top class players mm. like a Holland or a Ronaldo when he was at his best. Mm. Um, but that will come though. That's something that will come, exactly. That's he's something young. That, that's something you have that's to remember, quite he's easy. Young. Yeah, that's something that's quite I mean, you've, you've seen he's got the shots, both footed. Yeah. I mean, look at the yeah. goal that he scored against Monza. You know, he's got the power mm. in the shots, he's yeah. got the accuracy in the shots, he sees the, the shots. You know, he 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 snatched a, he snatched a few chances in this season, but you know, he that that will come. I've no doubt about that. No doubt. Um you know, Aussie men, I thought also oh. was, was excellent. You know, he really. Wow. I mean, thank you. I mean, you know how much I love Victor Ossiman, hmm. but, and I've been critical because I think he's been so inconsistent this season and he was absolutely unwatchable against Lecce. It was the hmm. worst game in his career, probably. 
But to carry an injury, and I know he missed a penalty, shouldn't have taken it. Um, Zielinski should have taken it. Yeah, I don't. I never was, like. Can I just I say know, on that? Yeah. I never like players no, taking a penalty when they when they get fouled themselves. Yeah, I mean, I no, not like just it. that. Not just that. I don't like when they change penalty takers when the first penalty taker has already scored. Inter mm. did that last season in the derby with Lautaro and Chalanoglu. Chalanoglu scored, and then Lautaro like stop doing that. Mm. There's no need to do that. But. Um, that was, you know, that, that, that's the only thing I can criticize him for. But other than that, he was he was fantastic. His movement, he he, he showcased everything I love about him as a player. Um, from, you know, he's he, he's strong in the air. He's technical. He's fast. He's he, he's so difficult to stop. He just bounces off. You know, you can't get near him. You can't press him as well. Okay, yeah. this, was the, this was the perfect example of why. It would have just been absolute insanity to to, to send Sossiman to Man United yes. and and replace him with Ronaldo because yes. because we saw how much trouble that he and all the all the other Napoli attacking players, but Ossiman is able to lead from the front uh, and lead the press uh, mm-hmm. in a way that obviously Ronaldo can't do. No, um, anymore. So you know that but, is what put you Liverpool under all the pressure. You know they couldn't. You know they kept giving it away from the back, yeah. and and you know I thought that. Yeah, I mean, what he did to the, what he did to the greatest defender in the history of the game, even, oh. greater, than, <laughs> even greater than Paolo Maldini and Franco Baresi combined. I mean, what he did to that guy. I mean, yeah, Virgil Van, Van Dijk. I mean, he couldn't handle the it. The love yeah. child of Maldini, Cannavaro, Nesta, Baresi. <laughs> no, look, it's I, I, I've I always thought that you know I, I think Van Dijk's a great player and and was a great player. I think he might have peaked. I think this entire Klopp Liverpool project has maybe peaked, and it's time to maybe part ways and make important changes. Um, not just with Van Dijk and Klopp, but generally speaking. I think it's, you know, he's been there for quite some time. He's won everything in England. He's won everything. You know, he's been in three Champions League finals. He's won everything in Europe except for the, you know, except for the the the, the Europa League. And sometimes, you know, you you know, it's maybe maybe time to change. Um, but we'll, we'll I mean, regardless, um, it's, it's Ossiman if he's going to, I wonder how long he's going to be out. Um, but if he can, and I, and I hope they don't rush him back because I, I really think this is his breakout season. Um, and, and Cholito Simeone scoring as well. I mean, I've, I've, when, when, when Cholito was at Inter, uh, sorry, when Simeone, when, when Spalletti was at Inter and Mauro Icardi was kicking off, I was, I was one of those who, who wanted Simeone to replace Icardi because I think in a 4 2 3 1, playing the kind of football Spalletti does, I think Cholito. Does a really is, is a very useful player, uh, and I think he will he will be very useful for Napoli under Spalletti. Yeah, we have to say on that Simeone, that was a beautiful story. What a story! Did you did you see the the, the story behind him kissing his tattoo yeah. for the for the um, for the goal? He he got a tattoo when he was like thirteen or fourteen years old, which is obviously underage. And um, you know his parents um, were, were kind of like, well, we're not letting you have a tattoo, you know. And 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 he was like, no, no, no I want it. Uh, you know, and they were like, "Why do you want to have this tattoo done?" And and he, and he was like, "Well, when I, you know, when I, when I play in in the Champions League, I'm going to kiss it." You know, this is so it was basically, you know, this was this is something that was planned and in his head since he was 13, mm. 14 years old, and he comes on and scores with. He might have even been his first touch of the game. So yeah, was, well, I'm not even I, sure. I think it was I'm, second or third. I can't yeah, remember. But yeah. I mean, first, yeah, meaningful, uh, yeah. you know contribution to the game and he, and he scores and it was yes yeah, so that was a that was a beautiful story the whole the whole night was was just it was just a beautiful night it was just the kind of night that you can only get in naples it was very emotional it, yeah great, was, atmos- but, great atmosphere 
Uh, and also, and we'll come on to, you know, uh, <laughs> revenge. Uh, we'll come on to that in a minute. But um, it was, uh, what a statement for, I mean, forget about Champions League in Europe because, you know, Napoli are not going to win the Champions League. But but what a statement for Serie A, you know, yeah. for the Scudetto race. I mean, is that this, I think, if anything, this is, this is, in terms of the whole season, this could be the biggest, the most important thing to come from this game is that yeah. if you can go Relief. out and hammer Liverpool, one of the best teams in the last few years, and destroy them, you know, then just think the confidence that that's going to give Napoli over the course of the season in the other big games or, you know, it's, it's huge, you know, because I don't think any, oh, well, I'm sure, I'm certain of it, no other Italian team could have done that to Liverpool. None no, of them. And absolutely none of them. not. None of them. None of them have those players. None of them have the game. Uh, the type the of game. game the, yeah. Like no, 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 no. Bravery. It's, the, the, it no, 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 no. It was just. It no, was it's, a, it's it's this moment in like this is you know in our previous show I said that I think this is the most perfect Luciano Spalletti squad that he's ever had. It's the squad that is most adapted to him, his style of football, and I think this this is just the beginning of that. I think I think the Spalletti era really begins this season. Last season was about containment and finishing in the top four. He did that. This is the season I expect them to start developing. Um, I, I don't, you know, as I said, I don't think they're not the favorites to win the Serie A. They're my dark horse to win the Serie A. Uh, but I think that this is the beginning of them torturing teams. Uh, everyone who goes to Naples will have hell um, when when they go there. And 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 it's Napoli and Spalletti's problem has never been you know, has never been the, the quality as such. It's always been the consistency. Uh, and, 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 and question marks were asked against Lecce. Um, and, and now it's up to Spalletti to be able to, to, to show that he is, that he can, that he can, you know, channel this energy. Become this a winner. Yeah. Yes, and become a winner. Because winning a Scudetto with Napoli or winning any trophy with Napoli is 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 so such a huge bigger accomplishment than winning anything with Inter Milan or Juve? Yeah, it's worth ten, as Totti used to say, yeah, didn't he? Winning one Scudetto with with one of the non, you know, Milan. Yeah, Sven told teams. us when we interviewed him as well, yeah. winning yeah. winning one with Lazio is worth ten, you know, five or ten in in, in one of the big clubs. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. And right. Zielinski, I just got a, I just got a fawn. I mean, what is he? What is the most underrated? I mean, you, I think Napoli have the best midfield in the Serie A right now. I don't think they have the best midfielder, but because I, I think that's Milinkovic Savic. But I think they have the best midfield uh, for sure, as you said. And in defense, Kim Min Jae, Amir Rahmani, another you know player, another underrated defender in my opinion. In Rahmani, I really like him in Jay. Even Meretz, I thought did did pretty well as well. Well, this is the or, thing, or... though. I think this is the thing. I think I think I would have preferred Kaylor Navas, and they sent Meretz away, but they decided not to, and they were like, "Well, this is his chance. He's got to be the undeniable number one. We got to play him and see if he grows with it." And I thought, like you said yesterday, he really grew with the with the task at hand. Um, so no, you know, it's it, Napoli are flying right now. Yeah. Okay, right. So <laughs> we have to talk about this. So that the build-up to this game was was completely dominated, overshadowed by this this tweet from Liverpool's official account, um, which I'm I'm going to read it out because it caused absolute outrage in 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 Italy. Well, in Naples, and and understandably so, it was absolutely disgraceful that this this could come from from uh, from an actual official account uh, associated with with a uh, football team with Liverpool. Um, so the, 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 let me read out. So it's, the Liverpool tweeted, 
Fans should not congregate, Liverpool fans should not congregate in public areas and should avoid becoming isolated in areas away from the port area of Naples. We strongly recommend that you avoid the city centre. If you choose to visit, please be aware that you may be targeted for theft, robbery or assault. I mean, how, how do you Naples, possibly, how do you possibly Naples, react to that? Naples, 15 million uh, tourists a year visit Naples, according to some some poll, some stats, some stats sites. Um, this notion that the, the way they talk, I understand what they were trying to do, uh, but it was so poorly worded, it was so incredibly unnecessarily inflammatory and insulting. I don't think they did it on purpose. I really don't think so. But the way they worded it, the way they presented it, and the way they doubled down and dug their heels in, insulted an entire city for no reason. They insulted everyone in Naples, essentially calling them thieves. Every single person in there is, is, is a thief. That's that's the that's the extension of this. Um, and I'm just thinking, if 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 somebody had said this about Liverpool, the yeah. city of Liverpool, they would have been absolutely fuming. Well, no, no, you can imagine what, what would have happened. But they the thing is, been... they would be right. I think this is this is not how you do it because secondly this creates unnecessary this this inflames tensions there's there was no need to do this you you can say be careful and be this and be that without talking without being this blunt and and expressing yourself this stupidly to piss people off yeah. uh, and insult an entire city for no reason um yeah. and and and, I, and as I said I don't think they did it on purpose I think this was just poorly worded but when they double down and defend it, instead, when, when the shoe is on, because we know what would have happened if the shoe is on the other foot, and they would be they would be furious, and they would be right to. This was just very very poor, and I think a simple apology saying we 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 didn't mean we didn't mean any offense. We worded it we worded it uh, poorly. This is what we meant. That would have been over. Mm. Oh, it would have been completely over. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you just, it's disgraceful. So to make a public announcement like that, you don't, you just don't put out that kind of message publicly. Not, not like you said, not worded like that. And it was, it put Liverpool fans in danger. And we've seen, exactly. you know, we've seen, unfortunately, there is a history. Everybody knows it. There is a history with with English fans when they go abroad. It's, it's, everybody knows it. They, they've got a reputation for causing trouble. They don't trouble. even need to go abroad. All you need to look at is the Europe, <laughs> European Championship final in 2021 well, and what go, happened yeah. to, to happen at Wembley to those poor low-wage workers and stewards at Wembley who were left to their fate. Yeah, You well, saw what happened. We all saw what happened. It was well, absolutely disgraceful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was going to go to the final, decided not to go because I knew what was going, <laughs> I knew what was going to happen. But, um, but you know, it's, they have a reputation, English fans, when they go abroad. Uh, sometimes they, it is true that they do become a target because of that. Yeah, exactly. They, be, they do That's become, also they, important to they, say. That's they've got a target on their head because, you know, the, the, the countries that they visit, the people there know... Some, sometimes it's all, it almost becomes like a badge of honour. You know, we got the English. You know, we yeah. we got the hooligans. Yeah. You know, no, you're right. we did this to the hooligans. So you know, it's it's not you know it's not all their fault. But a lot of the time, unfortunately, they, there is a, there is a, a big big problem with English fans travelling abroad, drinking heavily, getting absolutely pissed up before the game. 
then they, you know, they start being, you know, insulting, you know, doing stuff, you know, pissing over statues and, 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 you know, this kind of stuff, throwing chairs around, which seems to be like a favorite pastime, um, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, unfortunately, this stuff does happen. So, you know, if anything, what Liverpool should have done is, OK, they can say, be careful, you know, because you exactly. might be targeted, you know, for the reasons I've just explained. But at the same time, they should also be saying, don't go out, don't go there and get pissed up. And, you know, just, you know, behave yourselves, you know, that kind of stuff. That's the kind of message, not the kind of message, which unfortunately, this is what is always put, generally always portrayed uh, in the English media and in the, and with the case of Liverpool, that the media, the Liverpool, the Merseyside uh, media, is that it's never Liverpool fans' fault. It's never the English fans' fault. It's always the country. It's always the police. Uh, um, it's always the, the people, that, you know, of the country that they're going to. It's never their fault. It's, this is this is this has been. It's always this has always been the case. So whenever the, you know they get into fights or the stuff, they blame the the you know they blame bad policing or they blame UEFA or they blame you know the the organisation of the of the of the team or the, or the country. You know that is what always happens. It ha- it's the same all the time. And sometimes you know that does can play a part. We saw in the Champions League final, didn't we, in yeah. Paris. You yeah. know that that definitely that was played so a poor by the organisation. That definitely played a big role as well. But even Dreadful. then, you know, when you have tens of thousands, you know, invading Paris, you know, then that that is likely to happen. You put them, at, you put the police, you unnerve the police. You know. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent now. The point is that you know it's it's also very hypocritical from from Liverpool's point of view as well because you know we've. Just take Heysel, for example. I mean, that has basically been airbrushed from history. I'm sorry, I have to say it. People like to pretend that this doesn't happen, but it has been basically airbrushed. It's never, basically never mentioned. It's it's, it's almost like it never happened. You know, it never happened. And okay, it's a long time ago. Maybe we should say we shouldn't be bringing it up. You know, what happened in the past happened. But, you know, it's just, I just felt, I just found this so insulting. Um, and I think one of I the reasons they, they deserve we have an to apology. Be, they should we, be. We an have apology. to be honest. We have, yeah, no. From Liverpool, uh, from the club's account, that there should be an apology. There's no need to be to, to use that kind of inflammatory language. And like I said, I don't think they did it on purpose. I think it was it was just very clumsy. What what, what I do don't what what I think was poor was that they didn't back down. That they didn't delete it and publish a retraction saying we didn't mean this. This has been interpreted. They went wrongly. on a blocking spree. This, yeah, they, 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 said they went, they went on a blocking spree. Everyone. They went yeah, on a blocking they, spree. People that were criticising them. Yeah, I got exactly. Blocked. I didn't yeah, even I say. I didn't even say much. I didn't even. Barely, <laughs> I barely said anything. All I said was, if anything happens to Liverpool fans, if anything happens to Liverpool fans now, you will you will have to share the blame for it. That's basically yeah. all I said, which is absolutely yeah, true. You're, yeah, I mean, they're yeah. I mean, but the thing is, on the other side of why Liverpool fans are distrustful of the police. They they have reason to. There's history there as well. I mean, of course, the, the, the absolute shame and despicable behavior by the British authorities after Hillsborough. Of course, is, and I'm with them every step of the way. I'm with them every. I'm with them every step of the way. You know, and it, what what me they too. did in bringing the establishment. You know, yeah. I want to say to justice, yeah. there wasn't really any justice. No, but, there, well, there still know, hasn't but, been any. But, justice. but bringing but bringing that into so that everybody knows the truth of what actually yeah. happened. Yeah. Beautiful, amazing. But you yeah. know. You've no, but you have to. I know what you. But yes, I know what you mean. There's, 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 you got to be able to maintain two thoughts in your head at once at the same time, Absolutely. and you have to be able to take responsibility. And I don't think a tweet like that intended. And again, I, I don't think they did it on purpose. I thought their. I think their intention was to calm tensions down. And instead, whoever sent that message 
is not a very good communicator and shouldn't be doing that job. And and they should have just deleted it, apologized. It's, it's, no it's, it's, it's absolutely stupid. And then moved it's, on. And then it's moved stupidity on. towards their own fans. It's putting exactly. them into so putting them into so much danger. I mean, yeah. I would not have wanted to be in a Liverpool fan no. traveling to Naples no. if my club has just done that. Because I'm thinking, bloody yeah. hell, I'm going to have to hide the whole time now because you know there's going to be people after me, you know. And yeah. it reminds me a little bit. I remember the, um, uh, and this is a famous one, the Battle of Santiago in 1962, right? The 1962 World Cup where Italy played against Chile. Chile were the, the hosts of, of, of that World Cup. Mm. Now, the big reason why that game erupted, the, the main reason why that, that game erupted into the most brutal, you know, game of football we've ever seen in a World Cup. Italy had two players uh, sent off. There were players that had noses broken, faces broken. Mm. Um, uh, it was it was full of fights and free for alls, and it was it was an absolute. I mean, check out that game if yeah. you can on YouTube. Watch that game. I mean, it was like it was like WWE. It was it was um, <laughs> it was unbelievable. Um, you know, the reason why that happened was because before the game, um, two Italian journalists wrote, and I quote, just because I just digged this out, they described Santiago um, as a backwater dump where phones don't work, taxis are as rare as faithful husbands, a cable to Europe costs an arm and a leg, and the letter takes five days to turn up. Um, it is full of mal- malnutrition, illiteracy, alcoholism, and poverty. <laughs> okay, that's probably, that's a little bit worse than what Liverpool said about, think? about Naples. <laughs> but you get the point. That stirred up, no, but inflamed, you, you gotta, you, inflamed all the temperatures. It infuriated the whole of Chile. The whole of Chile were absolutely infuriated by this, and including the players themselves. And, and that created, you know, It was unnecessary. Tension. Like, the thing is, I think Klopp said it best when somebody in Naples asked him about it before the game. Um, I thought he... Okay, yeah, carry on. No, I thought he said, he said, look, the, the intention is... What he said is the intention. One group of fans should not meet another group of fans because something will happen. That was what they were trying to say. Instead, they made Naples sound like it's more dangerous than the Ukraine during Putin's bombings. Like, well, it, I, it's, I, it's just, yeah. it's ridiculous. I mean, this notion that you can be, you know, it's it's a city that is one of the biggest tourists, the, tourist uh, uh, the places for tourists to visit in the world. 15 million before the pandemic visited the Naples annually. 15 million. And yeah. so we're not, you know, it's 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 ridiculous. The way they spoke, again... It must I, be a lot of robberies, eh? 15, it must be 15 million yeah, robberies. It's, no, but, but it's, it's, name me the city that is safe. I'm sorry. Name me the city that is safe uh, in, 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 in the West from theft, robbery and stuff well, that's like what, that. That's what's ironic about it because, you know, Liverpool has a reputation. And I love Liverpool, by the way. Yeah. You know, when I was a little bit younger and I used to, you know, we used to go out, me and my friends, we used to always <laughs> regularly, you know, or at least once a year, we would go for a night out in Liverpool. Beautiful. The people were, yeah. were, 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 were great on nights out. You know, it was, it was, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of stuff to do there. You know, yeah. the, you got the Beatles, obviously. You know, yeah. I mean, everything else. Because there was a lot of culture there as well. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, I love Liverpool, but from in a, you know, in a, you, at the same time, it does have, rightly or wrongly, Liverpool also has a reputation for, Every you know, city. For, for this as well. Uh, and actually, Salvatore Esposito actually tweeted about it. The, the famous actor, actor from uh, Gomorra. You know, because he got pissed off about it as well. Well, of course he uh, and, did. And you know, so people you know, don't it, like being insulted. I mean, no. you know, it's 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 it was unnecessary. Like I said, I mean, it's it's. I don't think they meant to, but they 
But to be I, fair, maybe, maybe they. I'll did tell you a... one thing though. One thing yeah. though, they they were right to tweet about it for one reason though, Liverpool, and that's because Joe Gomez he got robbed three times in the first <laughs> half. I mean, and so, Van Dijk got assaulted yeah, all game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they obviously they didn't get the memo, and uh, they, no. they yeah they should have sent it. So they should have sent it to their play their players. As as my colleague Ronan Murphy also tweeted, he said. Liverpool should have told their players to stay away from Naples, not their fans. <laughs> because, <laughs> because they they got uh, yeah, they really did take a hiding. Anyway, let's let, <laughs> let's move on from that. Um okay, right. Let's let's move on to another downer then. Inter Inter lose to Bayern Munich 2 0. Go on then, Emma. Tell us what, what happened. Look, it's um Inter, I know everyone expected Inter to lose this game. Um, many, many of us, myself included, were fearing a bit of a massacre, that Bayern were going to massacre Inter, but they didn't. They won, Inter actually played, held their own, for, for, for especially in the beginning of the second half. Um, there, were, there were individual mistakes defensively, which cost this, um, which, which cost Inter the game, and, and also an inability to... To, of having a killer instinct in the final third. But Inter, I mean, if we start with the positives, um, I don't think that any of the midfielders were good, but the midfield as a cohesive unit in terms of the balance between defence and attack was working for the first time for, for glimpses. And that's a very encouraging sign. Um, Brozovic, whatever's plaguing him, he needs to snap out of it because he's now a 30-year-old veteran of this squad and they look at him to lead. He's not the the funny quirky Croatian kid who owns a owns a bar somewhere in Croatia with a you know with a smiley uh, with a, with a with an emoticon uh, you know logo. No, he needs to start acting like an adult, like like a senate like a senatore of this team, um, and he didn't, and he hasn't this season. Um, Mikitarian was the best player on the night, and he wasn't very good. Chalanoglu. Uh, needs to snap out of it too from whatever depression he's suffering from uh, on the pitch. Um, and, so and just to be and, clear, Nimo. So what are you saying about the midfield? You're saying that I'm saying he was that better f- cohesive as a unit. Yes, he was better. it was so better it was, cohesive, but individual uh, individually, individually yes, not. Yes, right. and I think I think that that's true of Inter as a whole. I think individually there were players who didn't come up to par. Dumfriesel Dumfries was dreadful, uh, but uh, but. As a unit, they look more cohesive and it's starting to gel. That's the positive thing. Uh, and the positive thing is, of course, Andre Onana, that he got to start and that he he got to play and that he was good. None of the goals are his fault. In fact, goal, both goals are Danilo D'Ambrosio's fault, which brings me to the negative stuff. Um, and I can't start, start anywhere else other than with Simone Inzaghi. Simone Inzaghi is, I still think that in terms of ability, the way he views the game as a coach, player development, player man-man management, um, he is he has everything to be the next super Italian super coach. He really does have everything. I really firmly believe that. And 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 I I I, I think he will be. I think even after he leaves Inter, he will prove that. He's a young coach. We always people always bitch about you giving young coaches a chance. Where well, he is a young coach who's won more trophies at the uh, as a first team coach, and he's coached first team seasons, and people are are wanting to sack him and slack him and, and not give him a time. He is he is a young coach. He needs time, so give him that time. He plays a he plays a he plays attacking football. Uh, he plays modern progressive football. Uh, but he's but the, this is the thing, and this is the negative thing. He needs every big coach character, every top coach from Carlo Ancelotti 
to Mourinho, Klopp, Trapattoni, Capello, all these guys, they had character. And they had the they 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 had the courage of their convictions, and they didn't care if what people said when they made a decision that was final, that was it, and they went with it. And it didn't matter who had a problem with it, and that's why they were so they are, they are and were so successful. In Swedish, we have an expression, or not maybe not Swedish. It's uh, where I'm from in Gothenburg, in my part of town, my and I, I think we say it. Uh, it's you know, take out your cock and smack it on the table. Like that's what I want Simone Inzaghi to do. All right. I want him to stop. I want him to. I want him to. I want him. Wasn't expecting to, that. <laughs> no, I want him to start. Stop being a nice guy. I want Can, him what kind be, of sayings do you have in Gothenburg? Bloody <laughs> hell! No, but slow dusk, slow, slow cuke, any bullet. Like literally, that's what I want. I want him to, to do that and lead with like stop faffing about. Oh, but he's our captain. No, you're the leader. Oh my you, god! You know, if if he, if Simone Inzaghi's job at Inter is hanging on by keeping Samir Handanovic happy because he's the captain, then then Simone Inzaghi needs to leave now. His job is not to keep Samir Handanovic happy. His job is to get the best, get the best out of Inter, and get the play, and get all this, and get the squad and the dressing room behind him. And that's what he needs to do. And and and, and not to mention that maybe do sub, maybe do substitutions ten minutes earlier as well, as opposed to reacting. He reacts. I think maybe he forgets a little bit about time. He's so in the game uh, mm. that he forgets that that to actually coach because he's so much in it and that's again it's it's about routine and i think that's because he's young but he needs to snap out of it he needs to start leading like a leader he needs to get angry and be 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 decisive in how he behaves and how he communicates the stuff he said after the game pissed me off to no end what did he say for those andre onana and manuel neuer made the same amount of saves what are you talking about I can't remember Manuel Neuer making any... I can't remember Andre Onana making any big saves. What are you talking about? Stop saying stupid things. That is genuinely he, stupid. I know that record. he know. I he's know that he doesn't... I, I, yeah, exactly. Since 2002, 2003. Look, since Opta made, started making their, their, their measuring stats. Uh, yeah, but my point is that he knows that this is not true. He's doing it on purpose. And I understand that there are politics involved but be a bit more political and don't say stupid things that anyone with a pair of functioning eyeballs and the, the arithmetic, the, the, the ability to count to 10, it can see that you're talking nonsense because that just pisses everyone. That, that turns the entire tide against you. Stop doing that. Um, and, and, and it, Is Handanovic coming back in then? Well, that's what he said. That's exactly mm. what I mean. He said, he said um, Handanovic and Barella will start uh, on, on, will start on, on, uh, against Torino on, on on the weekend, and so he's, he's going, and then he's going to bring Onana back for next week. Well, that's weekend, this probably, is the thing, it? though. Yeah, and and I understand that you need to rotate for a while, and I'm going to, I'm even willing to give him that grace period. I'm even willing to back off and say, look, you can do this. Uh, you need to school Onana in slowly. Fine, I'll back off and let you do that. But at some point, you need to be show them who's the boss. You're the boss. Get in there and do it. Get in there and put Onana as because there is no future at Inter for Samir Handanovic. Father Time is undefeated. Thank you, Samir. You've been a fantastic servant to this club, but you cannot be the guy in between the posts mm. moving forward. It is over. It's time to go. Okay? But the problems at, in the, the 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 grand picture, the big picture, the the the, the problems at Inter right now are. Uh, are more than just a goalkeeper. I mean, no, it's 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 many things. It's it's a defense that 
it is, is, is was better, but the individual errors don't work. And I think I tweeted out that Danilo D'Ambrosio being the captain of Inter in a Champions League game in yeah. 2022 is a snapshot of everything that's wrong with this, of the state of this club right now. And I stand by every syllable there. That is a problem. Danilo D'Ambrosio should not be your starter. You know, you know, if if Edin Dzeko at, in 2022, when a 36 year old Edin Dzeko and Danilo D'Ambrosio are your go-to guys to save the day, you have deeper issues. But we know that that Suning's inability to 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 invest the mess we had this summer with Bremer and Dybala and everything else that followed it. We all know that. And that's part of it. I'm talking about the, what's happening on the pitch and what's happening on the pitch is the, the, the they need to snap out of this. They look shell shocked. This, this ball watching standing on your heels. Bastoni, I thought did better than in the Derby. I mean, it's impossible for him to do worse. Skriniar is the only one who tries, but he's also out of form. Barilla Inzaghi said after the game has had had a little bit of a trouble since the beginning of the season, and and he wanted to rest him. Look, I I get that, but all of them collectively need to put in a shift, and they need to be concentrated for ninety minutes. Every single player, including Simone Inzaghi, in his read of the game and in-game management, which is becoming a which is not becoming it is already a big issue. And is Inzaghi at risk if he doesn't turn things around? Because, you know, Inter have now lost three games in four. They've lost all three games against, all their three matches against, let's say, big teams, which is which is a little bit of a concern. Um, you know, something to me, from the outside, something doesn't seem quite right mm. uh, on the pitch and maybe off the pitch as well. I don't know whether there's still a little bit of tension in the club, you know, the Acherby thing, what happened in the summer... There was a lot of stress for the whole summer of not knowing what was going to happen. Um, but on the pitch, certainly, something just doesn't seem right. Like, mm. we you, obviously, obviously, when some of your key players are horribly out of form, and I would, I would pit, put, push, uh, I would look at Bastoni, Barella, those two uh, in particular. And then I would also include Lukaku's bad starts the season. And now, of mm. course, he's injured. So let's just say those three players, let's just say, to, let's just say that they're not contributing anything now either on the pitch or, or not at all. You know, obviously it becomes difficult. But just as a collective, and I know you said it was better yesterday in the midfield, something just doesn't seem right. Like tactically, as a well-oiled unit, you know, last season, you know, uh, even though you didn't win the title, you should have won it. And I maintain yeah. that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You looked like a team. You looked like everything was 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 tying together well. This season, it just it just doesn't. I don't know whether. I mean, do, I'm just I'm just asking questions. I speak to my friends who are Inter fans. You know, I'm just put just trying to ask myself questions. You know, is the three five, for example, just to throw this out there, is the three five two becoming predictable? Have teams worked it out? Does and Zaggy needs to change? We know he's only got a plan A, for example. Um, you know, is has things gone a little bit stale? I don't no, know. Does no, he need no, to no. Shake I don't think to- it's that. I don't think it's that. This 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 situation in terms of what's happening on the pitch to me is 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 the carbon copy uh, of what happened with Antonio Conte when Inter won the Scudetto that season. It's exactly that. The players look out of. They, they look and they're in poor form. They concede a lot. There's no balance between defense and attack. The midfield isn't clicking. Um, you know, it, to me, it just reminds me. It's it's the exact that same situation, only with with worse players. 
um, and, 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 and the club being, and everyone being a year older, which I think is both good and bad because you have the experience because you don't need panic right now. And I, and, and this notion of people saying that they're considering Roberto de Zerbi and Tiago Motta is absolute bollocks. It, there's no, Tiago Motta is on the verge of signing for Bologna from the last thing I've heard, uh, given that Mihailovic sacked and, um, Roberto de Zerbi is not the replacement for, for uh, Simone Inzaghi. And I don't think Simone Inzaghi will get sacked um, anytime soon because he earns 5.5 million euros net per season. And Inter aren't exactly in a position where they can keep him on the payroll what, when having extended his contract in the summer and, and bringing in another, another, another coach. Uh, that will be the final solution. And we're not there yet because he hasn't lost a dressing room. Um, He's annoyed. There's all of Inter are annoyed. The entire fan base is annoyed, and he. Need, the only way to resolve this is to work. One of the good things that I did like is you know Milan Screen Marotta to, you know said yesterday that Milan Screen wants to stay. We're working on contract extension. That will be incredibly important. And what I would like to see, if I'm allowed to dream, I want to see that contract extension signed, and at the same time. N- uh, news, the news comes out that Samir Handanovic hands over the captain's armband to either Nicolo Barella or Milan Skriniar. Enough is enough. This club needs to move on. If this club survived Javier Zanetti hanging up his boots and Esteban Cambiaso leaving, they will survive Samir Handanovic uh, giving away his captaincy mm. or being benched. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I was one. I, I've also said that you know you can't bench your captain from the start of the season, and I still maintain you can't do that at the start of the season. But but the results dictate you have to do something. Your goalkeeper is no longer is so past his best, mm. and you're just basically creating new problems by kicking this can down the line. It's as simple as that. And people saying, "Well, Samir Handanovic," I saw some really childish takes. Uh, from from so-called journalists saying, well, Samir Handanovic should take his responsibility and 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 give the give the captaincy away, and he should tell Samir Handanovic that he 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 should tell Simone Inzaghi that he, he doesn't he shouldn't start anymore. There is no way on earth that any elite athlete would ever do that. That's never going to happen. Um, when we interviewed Giuseppe Rossi last season when he was signing for Spal after all the horrible injuries that he's that poor man has had. When we, when I asked him on this podcast, do you still, are, you know, is is the is the national team still on your mind? That the quickness and the sharpness in his answer was yes, of course. That is the mentality that these guys have, and that's the mentality they have to have. If the, the moment they don't have that uh, that mentality and that mindset, that's the moment they should no longer be in this business, and they should, you know, do what Wesley Snyder does and go around selling wine and do something else, hang up their boots, because it's this is the, that kind of a lot of it. As- well, well yeah, he's got he's got quite the belly, <laughs> didn't he? Sorry, I'm I'm fat too, so I can say that. But listen, um, listen, no, but seriously, all jokes aside, that is that that's that's just a fa- that's just how it is. You can't. He's not going to do that in an ideal world. You know that Samir Handanovic going up to Simona Inzaghi and saying, "Look, Simona, it's time for the best of Inter for me no longer to be the captain and and no longer to start." If he does that, he you know that that's like winning the lottery. Then, then he will be an Inter legend forever, and the respect for him will just go through the roof. Samir Andanovic is not that kind of a guy. I, I'd be very, very surprised surprised if he did that. He he's got a different kind of alpha Balkan mentality. He's not going to do that. In his head, he's still the best that he's ever been, and and that's the that's true of most elite athletes. But 
so we can't we, we can't hold our breaths and wait for that to happen. What needs to happen is for Simone Inzaghi to show leadership and to risk a little bit. See, remember what Mourinho did, benching uh, Courtois uh, or, ben, or benching Iker Casillas. Uh, first thing Pep Guardiola did at City, benching Joe Hart. I mean, you have to do that for the best of the for the for the good of the club, for the good of the team. You have to make the difficult decisions. All big coaches, all world class coaches, have had tough decisions to make, and they made them, and they never turned back. Now it's time for Simone Inzaghi to do it. Okay, you've made your point clear there. You certainly, uh, yeah, slapped your. Hand on the table there, <laughs> making your point. Fist, I hit fist. my fist in the table. Yeah, right. The polite, okay. the polite way of that expression is hit your uh, hit your uh, fist in the table. But you know, mm. we we're we're, we're we're not very polite mm. in where we live, where I yeah. live, where I'm raised. Well, I'll tell you who does need to slap his uh, hand <laughs> or fist on the table is Max Allegri. <laughs> so. Juventus, Juventus versus PSG. I mean, what what has happened to this podcast? Um, <laughs> Juventus PSG on on Tuesday evening, and it finished PSG two, Juventus one in Paris. Um, okay, right. So my my review of this game, uh, in a nutshell, I thought the, I thought the first half for Juventus was pretty much more of the same of, yeah. of everything I've been critical of um, in the last, you know, what this season and last. Um, I thought PSG were, were totally dominant, apart from one big chance, actually, really big chance that Milik had. Um, it was so easy for PSG. They were they were in complete control of the, of the game, the overall play, and, and they scored uh, two great goals from, from Mbappe. Second half, though, I thought... I thought that Juventus showed some character. I, I thought that they made PSG a bit a bit nervous in the in the more than a bit nervous in the in the first half of the second half, up until around about this 67th, 68th minute when Allegri made a change which I thought was a big, big mistake. And I thought that Juventus actually looked like they could possibly even get a draw out of it at that stage. And then and then it became quite comfortable for, for PSG afterwards. So I thought that, yeah, if you want to take some positives, I thought that Juventus did did show some character and they did create some some problems for, for PSG. Um, I think so as well. I, I think, think so that well. overall, though, um, yeah, so I, th- I think that overall, given the opposition, the personnel playing away from home, you know, this wasn't a disastrous performance or result from Juventus, especially when you take into account how bad they've been um, this season. You know, with a bit of luck, I think they could have got a draw. I think you have to take your hat off to Mbappe for his two goals. I mean, they are just, just, just you just have, sometimes you just have to put your hands up and just say it's no, it just was fantastic finishing. You know, but the for first me, goal, for the me, first goal was ridiculous. I yeah, mean, absolutely no, look, insane. For me, for me, it's absolutely wonderful skill. But Rabiot and Paredes ball watching, no pressure on the ball um, whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Juan Cuadrado's positioning was dreadful. Um, it was these are individual errors like like we saw in the Inter game that these clubs Inter and Juve can't afford to do it when they play against Bayern Munich and PSG. They have to be mm. perfect, and they weren't. Um, I I think tactically, finally three five two. This is how Juve should play, and I think Kostic was. I mean, he was great. I thought um, he was he natural. Was much better, much better. Yeah, he was in a wing back role. Yeah, which is yeah, what I said natural. on Monday. I said yeah, that on no. Monday. Well, I mean, how long have I said that? I wish Juve should play a three-five-two. Since before the season, I said the moment Juve play a three-five-two, they'll go on a run in the Serie A because no one can go can get can get close to them. 
um, and, and even with Paredes, mm, I think I they will just that, but no, yeah, they okay. they will. They're balanced. Like Juve's balanced in in the Serie A. You have to remember the the, the level of the Serie. A. You're not you're not playing PSG teams. In, uh, okay, well, we'll see. I'll, I'll believe that when I see it. But yeah, yeah. Well, well he has to play a three-five-two first, but uh, <laughs> he's not going to. Um, but no, for me, it was. Uh, I thought McKenny showed when he came on. He showed that you know because he's an aggressive player and he played without any respect. I love. I love what he how he played against PSG. Yes, he made technical errors. He made simple mistakes, but his attitude was 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 exactly what Juve needed and I really liked that and I think that's why Allegri likes him he every time he goes on the pitch when he's fit he he's he's he shows that he wants to play football he wants to attack the he puts pressure on the ball he's got aggression he he's got energy uh McKenny and, he puts and pressure that, on the ball I, I will give you that um and that's something that Juventus don't do enough of no. they just don't they don't pressure and put pressure no, I mean that I comes from the manager that. but that he does that does kind of do that on his own accord you know so I, you know I will give you that no, but I, don't, I can't imagine that Allegri told him to ball watch. I think the midfield has to be tighter up. But Bonucci, yeah, but, but that's what but, I mean. Coming, coming to the first, yeah, but coming, coming to the first goal from Mbappe. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you, you criticize Rabiot and, and Paredes for, for not putting pressure ball on watching. the pass for, from Neymar. I mean, you're right, you are right. But this is how Juventus teams defend. This is how you, you know. Um, uh, Allegri teams defend. They defend with a with a low block, and they they, they cut out the space. They don't press. You know, they're not a pressing no, no, team. No, 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 no. So, I'm, I'm not saying they're a high pressing team, but a you but an Allegri team defending in low blocks without putting pressure on the ball. That, that that that's not how he defends. Usually, mm. when he how he defends is he, he likes to play deep, but he likes to shrink space, and there's always pressure on on the ball to prevent these kinds of runs. And they didn't do that um, with with Inter. You could see that it was players falling asleep. Mm. Here, I, I, was, I would like to give. I, I would like, in this case, just to. I would like to give credit to the to more. No, to of the, course, more to the of goal. Course. I mean, that was even from Neymar. I mean, that's an outrageous pass. A it's scoop stunning. pass like it's that. Gorgeous. I mean, you know, you, you can. Yeah, you could maybe put pressure on more pressure on the ball, but I mean, it's just a moment of genius. And Bonucci, Bonucci. I mean, well, yeah, that comes to the big disappointments. <laughs> I, I think the big disappointments were Moretti Moret, was a, was a, was a ghost in the, in the first half, but then the, you know the whole midfield was. But he he particularly really really struggled and. He came off. I just hope that Allegri doesn't do, you know, what he does in the past, where a youngster has their first bad game and then they just, he just like, he comes to the conclusion, right? I just can't trust him because he's young, and then and just doesn't play him again. <laughs> you know, I hope that I hope that doesn't happen because it, it was a, it was, it was a really tough game for him. You know, no, he, he really, he really did. Got, I mean, he got played off the park by by. I mean, Verratti and Vitinha, Verratti especially was just. He was playing a different sport to to, to the to the to the, to the, to the midfielders, Juventus midfielders. But Bonucci, I think, was the big concern from from a, from a more looking forward point of view. He was the big concern. He looked really old. He looked really slow. He has done increasingly this year, this season, especially. You can't play. In they a have highlight. to get rid of him. They have to get rid of him. I'm sorry. They should have. Well, they've looked rid much of... better, haven't they? In the last few games, when he's been out with Danilo and yeah. and Bremer together, and now Bellucci's come still, back. I still maintain back three: Danilo to the right, Bremer in the middle, Alexandro to the left. Then you can play with a high defensive line because you've got speed uh, in 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 the in in the back three. Kostic to the right, uh, Kostic to the left, Quadrado to the right, and then your midfield trio: Locatelli. Paredes, uh, whoever you want to play, and up front, um, Vlaovic and Milik, like three five two, or or if you want to play Di Maria even as a inverted winger or give him a free roll or whatever. But 
it's it, it just you have to play a three five two. You just got yeah. to. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, the, the the issue is whatever formation they play. Um, you know, Juventus did show character. They did, you know, yeah, they did. They did show reaction, but at the end of the day, the overall overall the golfing quality, and I don't just mean in terms of the individual quality, because we know that PSG individually have got so much more quality than Juventus. We know that. But just in terms of the overall play as a team, in terms of team play, uh, you know, just the usual technical stuff, keeping the ball, creating, you know, putting those moves together, constructing the play, you know, the the golfing quality between the two teams, especially in the midfield, I mean, it was was massive, huge. And then this is... You know, this is, I mean, Verratti, as I said, incredible. He ran the show. I mean, that bit of skill Verratti did on the touchline on Vlaovic and Kostic, I mean, that is just just insane. He's just, I just wish Italians would just appreciate this Verratti more because he is, he's a generational player. He's, mm. he's an all, for me, he's an all-time great. He's just, he's a genius. He's absolutely incredible. Um, but I just, just yeah, going back to my original point, I just think, again, Juventus being a reactive team rather than an active team, who want to, you know, go and dominate the play from the start and dominate the game. Again, in this game, we saw it again. It's a big problem. You know, Juventus were completely, they were the reactive team. They just sat back, tried to absorb the pressure. They were 2 nil down. They got dominated. Then they showed a reaction, to be fair, in the second half. They reacted to it being 2 nil down and they, they put a bit of pressure on PSG. They caused them some trouble. But, in you know, if we're looking at it bigger picture... Juventus played, started and played this game as a reactive team. You know, they were the team that were, you know, PSG were the team that were the bosses on the pitch. So it goes back to the original issue that I have with Juventus all the time. And until they resolve this and change this, the way that they play and this this kind of mentality, they, with, this is nothing's going to change this season. It's going to it's going to be, you know, more of the same, unfortunately. Um, but having said that, though, um, you know, I... I the one criticism that I would have of a definitely have of Allegri in this game is those changes he made midway through the second half. I I, I just don't understand them. Usually, you know, <laughs> there's one thing that you can say about Allegri is that you know usually he can you know see how a game is going yeah, and make a changes, yeah, or he has in the past anyway. I don't think he has been very good at that in, since he's returned. But in the past, he was very good at making tweaks during in-game changes. Um, now. Juventus, when they got the 2-1 goal, McKenney's goal, header off a corner, Juventus were causing, I thought. I think there's there's one weakness in this PSG team, definite weakness, is they don't look very good from crosses at no. all. From corners, we saw that. No. I know Donnarumma made the mistake, but just general play, crosses into the box, Milik missed that chance. I think Vlaovic had that header as well, which, which um, Donnarumma made a really good save. When they were putting crosses into the box, and we know that Vlaovic and Milik are both good in the air, you know, it's a very simple way of playing and it's not going to get Juventus very far this season. But in this game in particular, it was, in the second half, it was causing PSG a lot of problems. I don't understand why, at a time when Juventus were actually on top and PSG were looking nervy, and we started to see again why I don't think PSG will win the Champions League this season because yeah. it's the first sign of trouble from a poor Juventus team. They started to melt a little bit. Um, you know, why did he take off Milik? You know, keep your two players in the box. Just put crosses in. Yes, it's a simple way of playing, but it was causing trouble. Get the ball out wide to Kostic, uh, Quadrado, whoever. Cross it in the box. Let them attack the ball. PSG were were, were struggling. You know, I don't understand. I just thought he gave away the chance of a of a of getting a draw with that change. I thought it was a really really big mistake. Um, you know, so yeah, that was I think that was the my big criticism of Allegri. 
Uh, I've always got to have a criticism of Allegri in every game. Of course game. you that, do. That was, it's your brand. That was, my, that was my criticism of him in this game. Mm. <laughs> You've got to stay on brand. Um. <laughs> but if I have to say, um, yeah, I, I, looking at the group as a whole, I, I'm i not confident Juventus will qualify from this group. In fact, you know, if you had to put me on the spot, I, I think Juventus are coming third. But I do think that next week is absolutely key. They've got Benfica. They won, Benfica won their first game. Benfica are a very good team. Mm. Um, Juventus must beat Benfica at home next week. Absolutely must beat them. If they don't beat Benfica at home next week, I think Juventus go out. Well, that's it's a true. Must win game. I think, it's I a must-win game. Right. I think you're right. Because then if they if they lose it, they're, they're six points behind Benfica. Because if, oh, if they lose it, they're out. But for yeah, sure. I mean, but I think if they don't win it, I think they, you know. I think nah, I, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, sure, it makes it more difficult, but I don't think they're out. Um, but but I think you're right. They have to beat Benfica. I agree. I think it's a must-win game. I'm not going to, there's nothing to say. I mean, that's absolutely a must-win game. There's no doubt about that. Same for Inter against Victoria Pilsen next week. Absolute must 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 win game as well. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I can't see it going through at all. No, Whereas Juventus, no. I think have a chance, but I'm not confident they'll go through. Yeah. Um, okay, just just very very quickly because we we have gone way over today. Uh, we're already <laughs> on an hour. Bloody hell! Okay, we're gonna have to zoom pop through these next two really quick. So Pogba, he has surgery. Confirmed everything that we said. I mean, just just, just I mean, what a, what a complete shit show from Juventus's I mean, medical just, team. What are they doing? Like, why a month wasted? A month yeah. wasted for no reason. He ends up having the surgery anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, no, no words. No. I mean, words. I'm sure to to, to to just to defend Juventus's medical team a little bit. I'm sure Pogba probably played a big role in that because he wanted to play the World Cup. He wanted but, to, to give it a go, but you know, but he probably cost. He's, he's probably cost his chance of a World Cup now. But for that's sure exactly by it. Delaying it, so yeah, it he's didn't not work very. For him. It's just, it's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah, he's worse than the injury as well. He actually worse than the injury. All the uh, professors and experts have said that that he's worse. He worse than the injury by, so by doing this. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, it's, and it's he didn't disaster. even play anything. Yeah, it's a disaster for Juventus. He won't be back till January now. You know, so it's we'll see if it if it solves the problem. But it's yeah. Your prediction of Pogba is the flop of the transfer of the season is looking more and more possible. Well, I mean, right it's now. it's not because it's I it's I blame Juve for that more than it's not because I'm not I'm not I don't doubt his ability or talent or the quality that he has in this that he can provide in this Juve team. It's just the the way they've handled this is just so bad mm. and avoidable. He yeah. should have had the surgery. Immediately, when when he shouldn't even had preseason, they should have seen that. Immediately had the surgery, signed him, had the surgery, and then rehabilitated him. Like again, proactive. Don't react. Be proactive. Hmm. Yeah, or we'll had the surgery back in April or May, or whatever. Anyway, okay, Milan, Milan versus Salzburg. Um, yeah, so just 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 let's just go through this quite quickly. So one all draw in Salzburg. Uh, I I think that's that's a, that's okay. I, I have no problem with that. I think that's a Me decent neither. result. Me neither. Me neither. I think I think that's an okay result. They if fair I'm not, result as well. I yeah, thought. I mean the, the the thing now they host Dinamo Zagreb at home now, don't they? Yeah. Uh, next game and and that's a must win game for them uh, because Chelsea are in all, all over the place and I think Milan can actually win the group now, uh, but they have to win. They have to win against Dinamo Zagreb. Uh, for that, in a, in a way, Chelsea losing might might actually not be the best result for them because no, that's true. It kind of opens the group up now, doesn't it? To, yeah, for it the does. second place, you know, it opens up the group for the second place. But I mean, yeah, as I said on Monday, Milan have to beat Dynamo Zagreb home and away, Simple deal with, that. and then deal with Salzburg at home. If they do yeah. that, they'll get ten points. They'll they should be, be through. 
No, they're yeah. through. They're through. And and I, but I think in order to win the group, I think they have to. You know, because the double rubber against Chelsea back to back. Um, I think yeah. they start away and then at home. Um, and 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 yeah. I mean, but going into going into that game with just two points, it would be dreadful. Or one point would be catastrophe. Um, so. Well, you know, yeah, and also remember to... Chelsea have changed manager now, and you know there's going to be a new manager bounce for sure. There always is. We see that the stats show that. So you know, you, it's it's strange change for me. You know, getting rid of Tuchel, bringing in Graham Potter, who I like by the way. But you know, you're coming from Brighton, you're coming in during a season where you're playing three times in a the week, middle of, and he's never yeah, and he's never had like he's never been he's never been in this situation yeah. before. It's a bit of a chaotic, uh, chaotically run club. To, to be honest with you, Chelsea, yeah, right they, now, have no, yeah, they have no director of sport. Um, they, they have a guy in foot uh, in charge, the owner Todd Bowley, who literally knows nothing about football at all. Doesn't even understand the game. Feels... Probably doesn't even know the offside rule. Um, you know, <laughs> so is um, is 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 a yeah, bit no, of a I weird agree one. With you. I agree. It's a bit of a it, weird they go one. from being from having Marina, who was fantastic, and and that organization to this is. Yeah, it's it's not ideal. But we'll see we'll see what happens and we'll see if yeah. they go down the I think one order one order at Salzburg is fine. Um I, I thought that yeah, quite a lot of Milan players were a little bit under par. I mean I thought Salamakers, yeah, I mean he scored, he was really good. Yeah, I know. Um, no, he was, got, he was the man of the match, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Um so Liao got Liao got the assist. Uh, I thought Magnon again was a Benasser, Benasser for me. This is his season, him and Tonali. But Dick Telera, I thought was dis- I was disappointed by him. I wanted to yeah. see more of it. And Giroud was right. as well. Giroud I want to see more from Giroud in, in Europe. You know, he's done yeah, but well you in can't Serie A. Play him three games a week. Hmm. Like he's thirty six. Well, four games in four games. Well, four in 10 games days. In, yeah, it's like stop doing yeah. that. You, you yeah. know, you're just going to burn him out. No, no, From a Milan perspective, I'd be really annoyed with that. The play Origi in this game, why not? Why did you sign him then? I mean, what's the point? Yeah. Like, it's it's just, as for De Ketela, yeah, I, I can agree with that he wasn't very good, but I'm not I'm not going to read too much into that. Mm. I think I think it's still just uh, for him to learn. I do like that Okafor, though, for Salzburg. He gave Italy a lot of problems in the... Mm. In the um, in the in the World Cup qualifiers yeah. a, a year ago, yeah, he's uh, he's sure. a very yeah he's a very interesting player. Right, okay, let's move on to Serie A, Atalanta. Mihailovic. Yeah, well, no, we'll come to Mihailovic in a second. First of all, Atalanta yeah. very quickly. Atalanta go top of Serie A after beating Monza. So two parts to this. First of all, Atalanta, how far can they go this season? And secondly, uh, Monza, when are they going to when are they going to sack Giovanni Sarope? He's still there. I don't understand what they're doing. Um, I want, I want the. I don't understand why they didn't even sack Stroppa after Serie B and, and give the give the team to Roberto De Zerbi, which is it's this team is adapted to his football and I think he would do really well there. Um, but he's probably holding out for a bigger job. Um, but we'll see. Um, no, I, look, Atalanta. If the only big team they've played, if I'm not mistaken, is Milan, right? One all draw. Um, yeah. Other than that, they haven't exactly played the best teams um, yet. I, I think, I mean, I, I have them in the top seven, um, but I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to play. I, I don't, I, I, I think, I just don't see them go ending higher up than any of the six above them. Maybe yeah. Fiorentina, but not the other six. I think Roma, yeah. Lazio, Napoli, Juve, Milan, Inter are just better than Atalanta. But they have an interesting. It's an interesting new year. It's an interesting new foundation. It's it's a foundation year for Atalanta. I mean, he he started that that change last season. Um, now he's you know this this is year zero for them, and it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, they have goals in their team though. That's the thing. They do have goals. Mm. They have goals in their side. 
And uh, mm. how much I'm have you seen of this? Uh, you're going to pronounce his name properly with a, with an accent. Um, the Danish guy. How uh, what? How much have you seen of this guy? I'm, I'm, I haven't seen an, enough to make uh, to make a, to say something intelligent about it, or or mm. you know something new that people don't already know. Mm. But um, I, I like what he. I mean, he's he's eighteen years he's old. Scored his he? first goal. Nineteen. Yeah. yeah. 19, Nineteen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a, mm. he's he's a teenager. He's um, you know he he's a very. Inter- I mean, again, Atalanta and youth. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's it's his scoring record for Sturm Graz was was absolutely incredible. So, well, in this year, this year anyway, um, you know, so he, you know, he really has exploded. And he, yeah, it's, it's an interesting no, one. No, they I have think a, they've got a lot. Has Hoyland, has yeah. Hoyland, Hoyland mm. is how you pronounce it. But, you know, he's, 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 he's a, you know, he's a highly touted player. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's done well in the Danish league. Um, but, you know, at a very young age. He was, uh, but, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean. Uh, I still think it's early days, but it's just, you know, I, I, I trust Atalanta. Not in I Europe, though, remember that. They're not in Europe. And no, that... exactly. They aren't. That's a good thing. That's a good point. But I still don't think that they they have enough to, to finish in the top, like, Europa League spots. I, th- I think seventh is where they're at. And I think that's a good result for them. Yeah, okay. Uh, finally, before we just preview the weekend, Sinisa Mihailovic has been sacked by Bologna. Uh, quite a difficult decision, an emotional decision to make, obviously, because of, you know, everything that he's gone through with the treatment for leukemia. And yeah, I mean, you, you're very close to Bologna. And um, what, what, yeah, what's your reaction to this? I mean, it's, it's probably from a football point of view. What took you so long? What yeah. took you so long is my, is my uh, re- immediate reaction in terms of like, in terms of, why didn't you do this last year when you, when you had, when you could have, kept more when you had younger when you had such a talented squad i mean uh, for me the entire mihailovic era at bologna is just a wasted two three years i don't think he's developed really any player i think every single young player there has developed in spite of him not because of him um his ridiculous rotations as if he's you know competing for titles on three fronts his ridiculous tactical decisions that make no sense whatsoever um blaming everybody but blaming the media for leaking it and people in the club leaking his tactical brilliant mind and his his notes to i mean it's it's just been a circus um i feel of, of course as a person i you know on a human level given his you know leukemia being back it's it's not you know it's horrible and i hope he recovers fully from it um but i think it was an untenable situation um i think it was beautiful by bologna to stand by him but it's not you can't, you know, he he, need, he needs to recover. He needs to focus on being being, you know, getting back to his full health and 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 beating cancer, not worrying about Mihailov, not worrying about Bologna and the players and 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 stuff like that. But I mean, if we're talking about him as a coach, I've always thought he's a limited manager technically and tactically. Um, he thinks he's as good a manager as he was as a player, but he's not. It's just that simple. It's his career speaks volumes. Uh, he's he's a you know he, I, I I I I think we'll see him next season uh, at maybe a Sassol or I don't know you know some club like that uh, maybe you know some some club just under the top seven top eight but that's his level um, you know I, I it would be beautiful maybe to see him if he recovers fully from from this horrible illness to see him at Sampdoria again given his you know connection with the club 
uh, once they, you know, once they get rid, you know, once they have a new owner and, you know, they want to mm. make a statement or whatever. I don't know. But um, no, I, I just think about time. And I think Tiago. What Motta, about replacement? What about replacement? Well, there's talk of Tiago Motta um, mm. and Roberto de Zerbi. I don't think Roberto de Zerbi is interested in that job. Yeah. I think he's holding out for a bigger job. Yeah, uh, right. So. And, and Tiago Motta, I think, would be ideal. Mm. given what he did at Spezia. Um, it'd be interesting to see how he... We know that he can work with youth. He he was a great player himself, um, played for the biggest clubs, Barcelona, Inter, won Champions Leagues. You know, he's he he knows what it takes, and I think he, it's an interesting choice. I'd be, I, mean, I think it's an enticing choice for me. I'd, I'd, after what he did with Spezia, I'd really like to see what he does with, with this Bologna. Mm. It's an interesting okay. one. Yeah, for sure. Right, let's just finish off quickly with a little preview of the Serie A weekend. We've got on Saturday, Napoli Spezia, Inter Torino, Sampdoria, Milan. Then we've got on Sunday, Atalanta Cremonese, Bologna Fiorentina, Lecce Monza, Sassuolo Udinese, Lazio Verona, Juventus Salernitana, and then on Monday, Empoli versus Roma. So... um no massive games. I think the biggest game is probably into Torino, actually, because Torino have had a good start. Yeah, they won on Monday as well, yes. and they're right yeah. up there near the top as well. Yeah, they are. And um, Juric is, is off to a flyer, um, and it's not been easy uh, for him. And Inter have to win, otherwise Inter are in crisis. But I'm also going to look at Lazio-Verona, because just between in terms of the fans, there is rivalry there. Mm. Um, and that that promises to be something interesting, and, and uh, to see Choffi against Sarri, and to see what what this this young Verona side can do, who continue to impress and 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 fight above their punch above their weight year after year, week after week. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they stand up against Lazio, uh, Sassuolo, Udinese, of course. Lecce Monza, very interesting game for for the relegation battle because Monza and Lecce will are there, and Bologna Fiorentina. You know, like you said, m- new manager bounce. What happens there? Uh, but overall, it's for the big teams. Juventus have to see off Salernitana. Napoli have to see off Spezia. Milan. Milan might stumble away against Sampdoria because we've seen that away at 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 home Sampdoria are a bit tricky. But I still expect Milan to 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 win that. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's no really big game. The games are coming thick and fast now, and this is where it's going to be challenging for yeah. for for the yeah. big teams. Well, yeah. for all the teams, but for the big teams yeah. especially because the the calendar before <sighs> between now and the World Cup is just insane. It's it's it's, it's absolutely crazy, and you, we're going to see a lot of injuries, and we're going to see you know rotation. But teams are going to have to rotate, otherwise they're going to be exhausted by the World Cup. For sure. For sure. I, Okay, right. Okay, so let's yeah, let's leave it at there. Um, we will be back on Monday for the review episode of the weekend and a preview to the Champions League, which is back again next next week. No no gap um, as usual. This 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 time is um, yeah in consecutive weeks. So yeah. it's like it feels like we're in a tour, like a champion, like a tournament, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's games all the time. Yeah, they're coming thick and fast. That's for sure. Okay, thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you on Monday. Until then, ciao, ciao.